Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Well, I have a different type of message today. Um, It really wasn't my idea, so... It was actually his, but it has to do with worship. And um, I know many in the room, we have our ideas and our concepts and our definitions and all of that. And um, maybe some of that will get dismantled by the word of God today. Amen. If I were to... <clears throat> give a title to this message, it would be, who is the focus of your worship and my worship? Who is is it? Uh, Many times we think of worship as only singing with what we just went through. It's the singing part of the church service. Um, That's correct. It is the singing part of the service, but it's also our everyday part of our life. Every day. Say, well, I go to church to worship. Well, let me ask you about tomorrow morning. You're not going to worship? Well, I, I got to go to work. You're not going to worship? Well, I have 14 children. You're not going to worship? Our speech should be worship to God. What we say, what comes out of our mouth is a form of worship, and it should be worship to him. Our way of handling our finances should be worship to God, as Barry mentioned and spoke on last week. Our work performance, where you work, how you work, I trust it reflects your worship to him. Because if it doesn't, you're in trouble. Now, it's fixable, but you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Our work performance, how well we do our job, is very important. How we treat people should be part of our worship to God. Say, well, you don't know who I deal with. You're right. But the way you deal with them should be worship to him. And we got students and teachers in here, and we're winding up the summer and getting ready. Our schoolwork should be worship to God. You say, well, I just got to do it. I, gotta, I got schoolwork I got to do. No, you need to do it as unto the Lord. 
You need to do it as unto the Lord. Well, my teacher, just an idiot. You better do your schoolwork as unto the Lord. God knows how to deal with idiots. He dealt with me and he's still dealing with me. Don't shout too loud. He's doing the same with you too. The kindness that we show should be worship to God. We should be imitating him. Here's one. How we steward our material possessions should be worship to God. The things we own. Well, I thought that these material possessions were just evil and wicked. Well, you thought a little bit wrong. After all, God gave them to us the place that you live, material possession. The car that you drive, material. Do you take care of it? Do you worship the Lord with the way that you take care of your material possessions? Your phone. You take care of this thing? I remember when uh, Austin was little, he had a friend that was careless with the phone. He'd throw the phone, drop the phone, didn't care. Didn't care. And I told him one day, I said, you know, you need to take care of this thing. You don't take care of this thing that God's given you. Now, I'm not mentioning what you're looking at on the phone. I'm talking about taking care of this. But you don't take care of it and it's you break it or whatever. Do you think for one moment that the Lord would give you another one? This is why we take care of everything that he blesses us with. They don't possess us. We give them to him, but we steward them. It's just like our finances. It's no different. No different. So when we come to church, we do worship. And we are to be worshiping him. He is the one that is the focus. It's not how well I speak or you speak. That's not it. That doesn't determine our focus. Too many times people are focused on themselves and what they have to tell you. That's not it. I trust you didn't come here just to hear me today. Our focus is not our money or finances. We need money and finances, but that's not what our focus is. Nor is your job, shouldn't be your focus. It's part of your worship, schoolwork. Material possessions. But he 
should be the center and the focus of everything that we do in this service. Let's just come in, since it's us, us girls here today, let's just come in. Let's just get in the room. Those of you that are watching over the internet, thank you, girls, for coming and joining us. And so we're just talking. Let's just hone it in. Now, I already told you it's all that out there, too. But let's just hone it in to us in here. When we come to church, he should be the focus. He should be the center of attention. He should be the main thing. And he is the main thing. He is the main thing. It's not a song, although it includes a song. It's not a man, although it includes a man. It's not a dance, but it may include a dance. It's not just offering that we just took, although it is, our worship is part. Offering is part of that. So the song is part the speaker is included. The dance is part as long as it doesn't draw attention to us. Okay. Nothing that we do in here, including me right now, should draw attention to me. It should draw attention to him. So your prophetic word that you get better draw attention to him. Your dance that you dance better draw attention to him. Worship team, worship team, thank you for this morning. But I trust that you drew attention to him and not to yourselves. Go ahead, say amen. He's the center and he's the focus of it all. Who are we here to worship? Barry read a passage. Let me read one. Let me, let me just tell you, for those of you that wandered in here and you're not sure where you are or why you're here or what we're about, we're here to worship him. Let me just read you in Psalm 97. The Lord rules and the earth is happy. All the faraway lands are happy. Thick, dark clouds surround him. Him who? The one that we worship. Goodness and justice make his kingdom strong. Let me keep reading. Fire goes before him and destroys his enemies. His lightning flashes in the sky. This is who we worship. This isn't mother nature. This is who we worship. This is the power that he has. The melt, mountains melt like wax before the Lord. All of your mountains that you and I face melt like wax in his presence. Before the Lord and all of the earth, the skies tell of his goodness and the nations see his glory. People worship other idols. They brag about their gods, but they will be embarrassed, and all of their gods will bow down before the Lord. That's who we worship. That's who we worship. Listen and be happy. Be glad. This is, this is why we don't need to be depressed. 
Ooh, it's getting pretty quiet in here. This is why we don't need to be depressed. Maybe you're looking too much at yourself or your situation and not enough at him. Because when we know who we worship, everything changes, including our perspectives. Rejoice because the Lord's decisions are fair. They're just. Lord Most High, you really are the ruler of the earth. You are much better than those other gods. Hate evil. This is to you and me. Hate evil. You who love the Lord. He protects his followers and saves them from evil people. Light and happiness shine on those who do right. I trust God is shining on you today. I trust you didn't come with darkness and shadows. I trust that his glory is resting on you today. Good people, be happy in the Lord. Psalm 97, this is who we worship. This is who we worship. So what is worship? Worship is reverent honor and homage that we give to God. Reverence that we pay to him. We pay reverence to him. We give him adoration. We glorify him. We give him credit for who he is. When we do any good, we give him credit. You say, well, you know, I got a gold star at work. Well, I trust you gave him the credit, right? If you're working for him and you're doing it to worship him, you ought to give him the credit. You ought to give him the credit. But today I want to talk to you about some lies that we believe about worship. You say, well, I don't, I don't, everything that I believe about worship is true. Well, let's just go through some and we'll just see. The Holy Spirit will help us all. Amen? Amen. Number one lie, that worship is all about you. It's all about you. Worship has to be in a certain setting in order for me to be able to worship. That's a lie. Well, I'm just not feeling it today. Well, you need to subject your body that you are relying on for feeling. You need to subject that to him and give him reverence and honor what he really deserves, regardless of how you feel. Well, I'm just really tired today. Well, first of all, you should have gone to bed earlier last night. And second of all, you should suck it up and give him 
Oh, well, you know. Uh, no, get with it. He deserves it. Does he not? Well, I just have a lot on my plate right now. Join the crowd. You're not alone. But notice, all this, all this stuff is I, 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 and me, me, me. Where's God in it all? I mean, come on. So let me just ask you, are you believing that lie? I know. Sometimes, you know, it's different for each one of us. But do you believe that lie? Have you made worship all about you instead of him? Here's another one. I should be getting something out of worship. That's a lie. Well, I left here and I just didn't get anything out of it. You're wrong. That's a lie. That's not, that's not true worship. It's not about you getting something out of worship. It's about you giving something in worship to him. To him. If you leave the service and you didn't get anything out of it, it's not because someone else failed. It's because you failed. You and I failed. Do you believe this lie? I know. Ain't going to be many amens in here today, but that's okay. Let me give you another one. That worship is irrelevant and it really doesn't matter. Maybe that's why some of you all come in here late. Oh, did I say that today? Well, I just came for the word of God. That's part of it. But did you come to worship him? I can tell you it's not irrelevant. Well, I just came to see a friend. I'll see a friend later. Well, but I really like this friend. See him later, lady. You say, why are you talking like this? I know. I've been there. Maybe that's why we're late to church. Because worship isn't a priority. I'm just putting it out there. And some don't even worship. The spiritual ones. They came for the word of God. Okay. Let me just tell you, if you believe that, you're believing a lie. You're believing a lie. Here's another one. Only exciting and emotional worship matters. If it's not loud or it's not fast or if it's not intense, then it doesn't count. Let's just talk about styles of worship for just a moment. There's all kinds of styles, all kinds. We've got the traditional one. And there's nothing wrong with it. Hymns, it's more restrained. 
more formal. There's nothing wrong with it. I meet older people who, when they hear a hymn, and some of us in here, this, I'm going to apply this to everybody, okay? When you hear your favorite style of worship, boom, it connects, okay? But does that mean that the other styles are not just as important? Oh, well, when I hear that hymn, I just remember back in 1930 <laughs> when the anointing came down on me and shook me. Praise God for that. But God doesn't do the same thing over and over and over again. He does a new thing. He does a new thing. And so there's people that like only the old stuff. And then there's some that only want the latest, the newest, the greatest, whatever. Have you heard? Some want it upbeat. Someone it slower. Oh, I just feel the anointing when it's so slow. Someone instrumental. Others want words. Some want free flowing. And then there's others that want specific songs. All of these are good and all of them have their place. The question is can you worship God outside of your favorite style? I've been in services where I don't particularly care for the worship or care for the speaker, but I shift my attention on him and I ask him, what do you want from me today? What worship can I give you and what from the word of God can I hear for myself regardless of the guy that's speaking? That's the way we all need to be. Well, that worship service was boring and dull, and actually it was dead. No, actually, you might have been the boring, dull, dead person. You just got... Okay. Our Father in heaven alone is the one that judges our worship. And we should always try to improve and practice because he is the final judge. The worship team, they practice during the week for God. For God. So are you able, here's the question, are you able to worship God in another style of worship or another form of worship that isn't your favorite? Moving on. The quality of our worship or our offering doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter if we play on key. Doesn't matter if we know how to sing. Doesn't matter if we even try. The Old Testament, they gave bulls and lambs and two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. I always think that. Does anybody else? Okay, let me start over. 
They gave bulls and lambs, two turtle doves, two young pigeons, weren't allowed to have any blemishes or disease. Quality. Gave their best. We shouldn't insult God when we should be giving him our best. Did you come in here today and give him your best? Just ask him. We shouldn't just do it when we're in here. We should be giving him our best out there. Out there. Here's another one. The quantity of our worship doesn't matter. How much doesn't matter. Well, I'll just give God some, but I don't want to give him too much worship. I mean, after all, let's just not get carried away in here. That's a lie. We shouldn't be tipping God. He deserves it all, everything. Sometimes, you know, myself included, I ask myself, you tipping God? You giving him 10%, 20%, 30%? Well, there's a new one for you. Some of you never heard about tipping in a restaurant at 30%. Are you tipping God? Mark 12 put it this way. Jesus sat near the temple collection box and he watched as people put money into it. Many rich people put in a lot of money. And then the poor widow came and she put in two very small copper coins less, worth less than a penny. And Jesus called his followers and said, This poor widow put in only two small coins. But the truth is she gave more than the rich people. The rich people had plenty and they gave only what they did not need. But this woman was, is very poor, and she gave all she had, even the money that she needed to live on. Given it all, not tipping. In this passage, we see that Jesus sees our worship. He's paying attention to it. And he said that she gave more than the rich. Question, are you giving him your all? Let me move on. Another lie. Well, the room or the building must be conducive to worship. In other words, it's got to just be perfect. The light's got to be down low. You know, don't sit there like you've never heard that. I'm all for having a nice building. We work hard to keep this building nice for him. Well, if the room just isn't right, I just won't be feeling it. You know, you know you're not going to win that argument with me being raised in Africa. You know, you know you're not going to. Not the guy that's, you know, 
sit out under a mango tree and have church on hardwood benches with no AC. I mean, I thank God for the AC. I thank God for the lights. I thank God for a roof. When was the last time that you thanked God for the roof over your head and the AC? Well, it's just freezing in here or it's hot. Go outside. You want hot? Go out there. When's the last time? It's not the room or the building that's not conducive. It's your heart that's not conducive to worship. How much do you rely on the externals in order to be able to worship? How much? How much? Jim's getting ready to go to Africa. And I tell you, Jim, it's not going to be conducive. The externals will not be the conducive part. It's your heart. It's my heart. I make my heart conducive to worship. It's a choice. Next one. Other people worship better than me. This is a cop-out. This is a cop-out. Um, never feel that your worship is insignificant or not important to God. Never, never feel that way. If you're so important to Jesus that he's willing to die for your sins, then it's your worship that is important to him. If he loves you so much that he was willing to die, then what comes out of your mouth to him is important. It's important. He wants you to worship, and he wants you to live a lifestyle of worship. You say, well, you know, I'm just, I just have trouble concentrating and staying engaged, and my mind wanders. And there's all kinds of distractions. If you ever wonder why I sit on the front row, it's because I want to block out all distractions. Now, I'm not mad. Y'all want to sit back there? Uh, hey, yeah. Want me to call them out? O'Malley's, Brickies, Shanahan. Yeah. Tim back there. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you're better than me. You're better than me. But people walking around, people on their phones, people talking, you know. So what do I do? Can I give you some solutions? I close my eyes. If you see me with my eyes closed, I'm blocking you out. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You put down your phone. You put down your phone. It's distracting you from worship. Can I tell you, when we had kids, our kids never were on their phones in church. I know, that's a shock to some. We just... We didn't do it. We didn't do it. Sit closer to the front. Or when we're singing, come into the altar area. Come into the altar. This, these are solutions. Solutions. Let's wind this up. The lie that says, well, I don't really know how to worship the Lord. So I'll just stay in the back or stay away so that it doesn't offend God. 
so I don't offend God with my pitiful worship. God wants your heart of worship. God wants you to express yourself to him. He wants to hear your voice and my voice. He wants you to tell him what he means to you. When was the last time that you begin telling him what he means to you? What he means to you. Well, I'm just so busy. Well, you're too busy then. You set time aside and tell him. Thank him for what he's done. Read your Bible. If you don't know how to worship or you feel like you don't, read your Bible. Read how they worship God. How they express themselves to God. Psalm 66. Everything on earth Shouts with joy to the Lord. Praise his glorious name. Honor him with songs of praise. Tell God, your works are wonderful. Altogether wonderful. Your great power makes your enemies bow down in fear before you. Let the whole world worship you. Let everyone sing praises to your name. If you don't know how to worship or you feel you don't, sing a song to him. Start by singing a song that you know. This morning we sang How Great Thou Art. I trust you know that. Sing that song. Start there. But then don't limit it to songs that have been written. Write your own and sing your own to him. Be unique. Can I tell you, he'll love it. He'll love it. Let me move on. Look at what God has done. These things amaze us. He changed the sea to dry ground. We all know the story in the Bible. And let his people go across on foot. So let's celebrate because of what he's done. People, praise the Lord. Sing loud songs to him. There's, there's that part for all of you that love that loud, like Kevin Jones in the sound booth. He loves that loud button. Chunk. See? See? He continues to give us life. If you're glad to be alive today, thank him for it. Worship him for it. He keeps us from falling God, you have trusted us. God, you allowed us to be trapped. You put heavy burdens. on. Here's a different one now. You put heavy burdens on us. You let our enemies run over us. We went through the fire and the water. This is all part of it. This is our walk, our abundant walk with God. Fire. You're going to go through fire. But hold on, hold on, let me, let me keep going. But you brought us to a safe place. So I bring sacrifices to your temple, to the house of God. When I was in trouble, I asked for help, and you made promises to me. Now I am giving you what I promise. That's what he's saying. I bring my best sheep as a burnt offering. Back in the Old Testament, here we are. They're giving their best to God. I offer the smoke from them to you. I give you sacrifices. Here we are of bulls and of goats and two turtle doves. There we go. There we go. 
uh, all, the, all you people who worship God, come and I will tell you what he's done for me. I cried out to him for help. I will praise him. God did listen to me. He heard my prayer. Praise God. He did not turn away from me. He listened to my prayer and he continues to show me his love. That's who we worship. That's exactly who we worship. You say, well, I didn't think of those things. I haven't thought of those things in a while because you're focused on the wrong thing. You need to be focused on worshiping him. On worshiping him. Here's one more. It's the worship team's responsibility to worship, not mine. They know how to do it. They practice this week. They actually enjoy it. So let them do it. It's a lie. It's their job. We'll just sit here and we'll just watch them. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Recognize the responsibility that you have for worship. You need to do your part. You need to do your part. And lastly, worship is a passive activity. When our worship team does a good job, we all worship. Worship is something that happens to us, not something we do. Sit passive. Don't be like that. Don't, don't let, it, let us do that. Just be passive. No. We've got to be in there. We've got to be giving God everything. Let me illustrate it with this in closing. I was around seven, eight years of age. And um, my dad decided, this is in Africa for those of you that don't know. My dad decided that on this Sunday morning, he wanted to go to a specific church. This church was probably 170 miles away. We got up early. It was a church far out in a village in the bush. They did have a church building. We, that day we didn't meet under the tree. The windows were open. There was no electricity. I'm seven, eight years old. No AC. People brought their offerings up around the front. You've heard me talk about bowls of corn and bowls of rice and the rooster that's tied up here in the front and the goat. During service, talk about distractions for a seven, eight-year-old. I was distracted. I'm just telling you, I was distracted. Did I t say that it was so hot? The heat had been driving for hours. Got up before sun, the sun came up, started driving to go to this village church that dad wanted to go to. The singing started. The two drums began to beat. 
and the shaker. No keyboard. The drummer was beating. The other drummer was beating a different beat. The shakers were going. You say, well, that's annoying. The shakers were going. Did I mention that it was hot? It was really hot. Really hot. Shakers began. There's no keyboard. There was no guitar. Yeah, that's rain. Don't worry about it. Hope your windows are up. <clears throat> Did I mention that it was so hot? Did I mention that? So the singing started and the dancing started. Did I mention that it was so hot? I was just sweating. And those people that were dancing, they were just sweating. And then I noticed a little old lady, probably in her 80s. She didn't have a dress on. She just had a cloth wrapped around. Just a cloth. She could hardly move. I don't know if she was in pain. I don't know if she had arthritis. I, 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 I don't know, but... I noticed this little old woman. She shuffled her feet. Everyone else did their moves, their African moves. She just shuffled her feet with her little cloth on. Her hair wasn't done. She had a scarf on. Under her scarf came the sweat. Did I mention that it was so hot? And I watched her as a seven, eight-year-old as she worshiped God. Here's a woman who saved her energy all week long so that she could dance for God in church. She was given God everything that she had. She had to stop and rest because she couldn't make it down. Even though the church building was just a small building, she couldn't make it all the way down and do the loop and go back to her seat. She had to stop to get her strength. Her cloth that she wore, it fell off a few times. But she reached down and got it and put it back up and kept on dancing. She tried to dance to the beat. But she really wasn't on beat. But you know what? It didn't matter to her because she was giving God everything. 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 She was focused on God. She didn't care what she looked like. She didn't sit back and withhold anything from God. She didn't let someone else do it for her. She didn't come to get something out of it. She came to give God something. Her worship was important to God. Her worship did matter to God. She didn't care what style those guys were beating the drums to or the shakers were shaking the shakers to. 
She didn't care. She came to worship. He was the focus of her worship. And my focus was on being in a village out in the middle of nowhere with no electricity, no fans. Did I mention that it was hot? Real hot. That's where my focus was, but not hers. You see, when I was seven, eight years old, I learned a lesson that day. He must be the focus of my worship, not just on Sunday, but every day. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.